welcome to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff episode five. Yes, I am Anne Blake and you are... Stephen Kinsler. Yeah, it's, I don't know if I introduced us last month when we spoke, but um, I hope people, if they're tuning in, would know who we are. So, uh, who are you? I, I teach economics at the University of Limerick and um, yeah, I'm generally interested in why people do things. Well, I would I would like to think I, I too am interested. You too in, are interested in why people, why people do, things. do things in a general way. I am a theatre maker and musician with the Bradford Light Orchestra, and I talk stuff with you every month. Yes, Steve. Yeah. Uh, how 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 are you getting on? I'm good. Um, I am thinking a lot about how I think a lot about two things. The first is I'm really really interested in in Europe. For the next 30 years we might talk about that another time because i'm thinking i might write a book on that okay um but i haven't kind of figured out my ideas a lot of the time when you want to write a book i've written four books and the the when you want to write a book the first thing you want to do is ask yourself a bunch of questions okay like is this why int- am i writing why this am i writing book? this <laughs> i could do literally anything and it would be more fun. Um, why do I really believe this? Mm. What if I thought the opposite of this? How can I convince myself that what I'm writing is like simultaneously true and interesting? So like two plus two is four is true. It's just not interesting. Okay. So and lots of people have written about the future, um, including me. And it, it always becomes like an exercise in hagiography, like, oh, you know, it's always going to be amazing as long as this one thing, which we kind of know isn't going to change, changes. Okay. This kind of crap. So... Or it becomes a science fiction exercise. So I'm trying to do... I have some ideas around that. And the other thing I'm, I'm, I'm sort of really interested in at the moment is how we, how we choose to buy big things. Okay. Right, so... Like sheds. Like sheds. <laughs> like sheds. I'll get a shed someday. You, one day, one day, it, it shall be yours. Um, um, but how do you choose to buy, like... Let's contrast three things. Okay. You want to buy a house. You want to buy a car. And you want to buy a fridge. Okay. Let's start with the fridge. Anna and Jenny buy a fridge. Mm-hmm. It could be a cartoon. Anna and Jenny buy a fridge. So you rock up and you say, hello, we wish to buy a fridge. Mm-hmm. Your, your current fridge is knackered. It's in bits. Um, there's like some weird like stuff coming out the bottom of it it's like it's time to change you don't that's your fridge it's not you, my fridge you don't it actually literally is my fridge my fridge <laughs> sometimes you know when you're apologizing to you know when somebody comes into your house right and you look oh welcome to my house you look around and go oh my god <laughs> i live i live on a giant pile of trash that's that's my house it's it's oh, it's terrible um yeah somebody came into our house the other night and i was just like i just realized that i, I basically just navigate between piles okay yeah, so the fridge is just, yeah, um, it's just, it is not ideal. So you want to purchase a new fridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you make your choice? But you have to do it. Like, you can't be like, yeah. oh, one day I would like one. You have to do it. You have to. It's necessary, okay. yeah. So how do you make that choice? Uh, I go to a shop that sells fridges. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I go, yeah. I go to hardware shops. I'm, no appliance shop. Have you ever bought a fridge? I'm I like, have bought. Have I? I think my house came with a fridge. I bought washing. <laughs> have you literally ever bought a fridge? No, I haven't. 
This is entirely not a joke. Going to a hardware shop to buy a fridge. I don't know. Yes. I walked into the pediatric surgeon's office and I said, excuse me, could I please have a toffee bar? Like, no, you can't. They don't sell those things there. I don't. Look, I had a washing. I love how you you tried to bullshit it out, though. You're like, well, I would just go to the shop. I didn't Stay have to general. name any shop like what? actually brand yeah this is yeah protecting my I don't know yeah look I'm terrible <laughs> I have brought washing machines and dishwashers not not even dishwashers no washing machines and drawers not a fridge okay so to be fair yeah we don't need to stick with the fridge okay okay Okay. have you okay. actually bought a dryer yes we can switch to that okay, okay a dryer. So you wish to buy a dryer the dr- your dryer is knackered yeah buy a dryer where do you, wh- wh- can I say what where do you, can I say you okay well I went to Harvey Norman's yeah, yeah. yeah. So you go into a durable Good shop. Yeah. Uh, durable goods shop. Yeah. Oh, sure. Durable goods. The shit's going to last for ten years. So, yeah. how 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 uh, how do you make your choice on what thing to buy? Because they're all kind of like vaguely white boxes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Jenny's mum would have a lot of opinions that have got filtered into her. So it's like it needs to be like an eight kilo or a ten kilo drum, and it needs to be a condenser, and it needs to have options. Yeah. So you've got you got you got so you got. Um, You've got features. Yes. Right? It needs to have certain things, energy efficiency and so forth. Mm. Yeah. And then it also has to have a certain dimension. So it has to fit inside That's a certain fair. thing. But most houses are now built actually to fit a standard white box. Yes. And have the connections. Uh, yeah. So you go in there and then you say, what? How much? How much? And so you bu- and so maybe you have 200 quid to spend. Mm. And the thing is like 210 or something. The, the the person in the shop will offer you three washing machines. Yeah. The first will be the cheapest pile of crap you've ever what seen a, for a like a hundred and ten washing machine, dishwasher. What were we dryer. talking? I'm going dryer. I'm dryer. What dryer. are you buying? Jesus. Okay, dryer. Dryer. <laughs> You're not even listening Sorry. to me. I just I just lost the category thread. Sorry. Okay. So we're talking about. Uh, so yeah. The, I'm you kidding. Buy I'm the just thing. I'm just protecting myself for not knowing how to buy a fridge. You go do, on, you, go you, on. you can yeah, you you're. I I at home all the time. I'm always at the kids. Like, would you ever load the washer? Oh, the washing machine. I call it the washing machine, and they're like, "Dad, you mean the dishwasher?" And I'm like, "One day they just they actually keep slagging me. Like, one day we're just going to put all the dishes in the washing machine because that's what you keep asking." So I get them confused too. So you go over by the thing. You always get shown three. Okay. One is a bog 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 standard piece of crap. The other one is super fancy. Mm-hmm. And what they want to do is they want to form a frame in your mind that the middle one is the one for you. Right. But where is the frame? It's not in the middle. It's towards the top. Okay. There's actually a spectrum of... Um, I have now forgotten what the fuck thing was again. It's a... Dryer. Dryer. <laughs> it's a dryer. Yeah. Um, and the, they will force you to buy a slightly more expensive dryer than you would otherwise have bought. Because mm-hmm. they know... That by creating a, a, a minimum and a maximum for you, mm-hmm. they can control what the middle is. Okay. Yeah. So framing or windowing. Uh, uh, and they know that because they have way more information about this than you do. Okay. Yeah. So it's all, and, and, and inevitably, if you rock in there, like to buy, you know, a couple of things, a couple of durable white good things, they say, yeah. I will do you a deal. And they will give you what it's like, looks like the middle choice in all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just want the cheapest thing, if you're a landlord or whatever, you know it's going to get wrecked. They will just sell it to you. They won't even try to argue. Right? Yeah. They'll also, in every single one of these shops, they have a 10% discount that they can apply. Sure. So if you rock up and you say, well, give me a discount. 
and they go, oh, I'll give you a discount. They automatically, they're empowered to give it to you. So it's fine. Okay. Um, so, but so the margins are built in. That's good to know. I it's don't think everyone knows that it's they can ask days. for a 10%. Oh yeah. You, you should always know. ask for a discount. Okay. Always ask for a discount. The only thing you can tell, like that's the thing. Yeah. Do Do you I know where the pro, Do you know where the try? Pri, why do you hate asking for? Because I'm mortified. Why are you mortified? Because I I'm terrible about money in general. But but if you're terrible about money, you should like want more, and what? go so you could be more <laughs> terrible with it, and like you you should always ask for discounts. Yeah. I know. I it's it's uh, especially for big things. Like, I have a friend who, who. I mean, if you're in Lidl, like. Don't yeah. ask for a discount. This twenty nine yeah. cent <laughs> No, I have a friend who haggles, and I've travelled with her to countries, and she'll always stand there in uncomfortable silence and ask for discounts, and I kind of have to walk away because I'm mortified. Because I don't know, I'm Irish. I don't know. I hate it, but I, I really admire people who yeah. can haggle. I yeah. really admire it. It's a skill. Um, I, I think uh, my mom taught it to me. Um, when uh, when I was really young, um, and she she prices prices are arbitrary things mm. that are that are expressions of someone else's power. And if you turn around and you subvert that even by a little bit, you're winning. Mm. Price tags um, price tags are, are were invented by the Quakers. Really? Yes, they were invented by the Quakers. For for a decent 85,000 years of humanity, no such thing as price tags. You just haggled. Yeah, that's how really? you did it. And the Quakers turned around and they were like, nah, fam, that's not how we do it. We are just going to give you this price. Um, because they felt like this was the fairest price. Mm. And that was then uh, brought into the first department stores. And that's where price tags come from. That's mm. where barcodes come from. All that stuff How many years comes from. That? This is this is the late nineteenth century. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty new invention. And price tags, the price it's just a number. Mm. And so somebody came up with that number. And the way they came up with that number was they just found out how much it cost. They what they what their costs were. They lashed on a markup and then they put it out to sale. Yeah. And you don't have to take that price as given okay. at all. Like at all. <laughs> Never take that price as given. Okay. That's the most like punk rock thing you can do. Yeah. Yeah, because you go you go, I I disagree. <clears throat> I so, disagree. I disagree. I disagree. Now now for larger you know, for larger things, you you know, you should haggle. Okay. You should haggle because that person has a notion in their mind. And if they're if they're in a big department store or whatever, first off, they're empowered to actually give you the discount okay. all the time. Well, that's good to um, know for people like me. Yeah, yeah. Second off, in a situation like the second one where we have the car, <clears> right, <throat> um, which is different in, in, in the, in the uh, um, dryer. I had to work so hard at that. It's <laughs> the, okay. It's a fridge. The, it's it's been a fridge. A, it's been a long day. In the durable goods, it's simple. You know the quality of it, right? That's the important, the important difference between the car and the uh, dryer is that you know its quality. Because you're in a shop, it's brand new, you got it, right? Yeah. You you can choose like how much to purchase, but it's basically how much can I afford, plus or minus 10%, yeah, yeah give me the one in the middle, sound. And you walk out the door, and the <laughs> thing probably lasts for like 10 years, it's got a guarantee, you'll be fine. You're buying it from, you know, a reputable store like Harvey Norman or whatever, happy days. Mm-hmm. Now you go buy, uh, you go onto like um, a car website, I can't remember the name of one, carwebsite.com whatever 
I like a car dot com, right? <laughs> Kinsella Motors. Kinsella Motors. Kinsella Motors. There is a Kinsella Motors, isn't there? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there is. Yeah, yeah. Carolyn Kinsella in Dublin. Um, so you go there anyway, and I don't know why you're driving to Dublin by a fucking car. But okay, you go on. You go online. You find a car that you like. Uh, can you give me the the the, the um, make of a car? Ford. Make Ford what? Ford Mustang. Mustang. Oh, I'm a forty-one-year-old economist. I want a Ford Mustang. I'm more the escort. I'm bringing a Mustang home. Boom, boom. Okay, that's all. I, I love it. Actually, that's cool. So, so my midlife crisis, which links back to a to a to a to a, a, a an episode that we had before. All oh, right, that's where you're going with that. That's where they go on that. Are there flames on the doors? Because if not, so you go there anyway, and you you go. Um, I want to uh, purchase this car. There's a problem. The person selling the car knows way more about the car than you do. Way more. And they understand the quality of the car and they understand like how they drove it. They understand that one time that they kind of banged off a thing and they got a friend to knock the dent out. And, you know, and they, they understand that like, like they taught two of their kids to drive and the gearbox is in bits and all that. Yeah. So, have, so there's what's called asymmetric information. So it's, an asymmetry is where I have more of something than you. So symmetric would mean we know exactly how much or how good the thing is. And so this asymmetry of information is why we need insurance, for example, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we, uh, we use it, 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 it. The whole world is actually kind of driven by some people having more information than other people, okay. right? Um, uh, and that can cause all kinds of weird problems. Like um, there's something called a principal agent problem. So if you rock up to a, an orthopedic surgeon, um, uh, she is like absolutely incentivized to tell you that you need a new hip. Mm-hmm. Right, because she gets paid if she sticks a new hip into you. Right okay. now, professional ethics, please God, uh, would would would. Uh, I'm only for <laughs> I've decided we will replace most of you. <laughs> we have the technology, and you're well insured. We can rebuild you. You know, six billion dollar playwright, and like that's cool. So so uh, you knock a play out of that for sure. Tell so me. so we um we 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 have this problem, which is the principal agent problem. So the that you're you're the principal, yeah, mm-hmm. and you you you're the person who needs a new hip, maybe or not. And the agent is the doctor, and she gets to decide whether to bang a hip into you or not, right? And she gets paid. Yeah. So, and she has way more information because she's a qualified doctor, mm. right? And you're just sitting there going, am I going to be all right or not? And she's like, yeah, you're going to be great. Here's what you need. Yeah. All the stuff, right? So there's, there's an asymmetry of information. And because of the, there's an asymmetry of information, there's an asymmetry of power. Right. And so it all comes back to power. Yeah, mm. as most things do. Anyway, which is why second opinions are very important. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Get a second opinion. If your if your doctor is like actively rubbing her hands together when she sees you, <laughs> maybe back away. Maybe back away. But I just did. Here's a picture of me running a marathon. No, no, no. You need four new knees. It'll be fine. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> two, spares. two spares. We'll tell you them. Uh, or mechanics, you know, mechanics always—they've always got a bad name, you know. Or, oh wait, you know, wait or, I do the story. Oh, you got a story? Okay, go. Uh, well, it didn't happen to me, obviously. Uh, no, no. Apparently, a friend um, went to a mechanic and got like her oil changed or checked. Her oil checked. Yeah. And he charged her. <laughs> Putting the dipstick <laughs> in and checking the level of oil—the thing that you can do with your own car, like you know—and. You might say stupid idiot. You know we often blame the person who gets conned, but uh, yeah, she 
she paid money and did not realize that that was an absolute con by wow. somebody. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's a definite example of somebody with you know just way too much information, and they just they just you know yes they just go well this is this is. How much it costs. It's you know? also like yeah. you find that with, uh, and this is not me knocking any industry at all, but it seems to be a thing saying the how if you have a house, you get a builder or in or anyone, like it's it's a kind of guess the figure, like yeah. it's what they're t- saying to me accurate, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. and um, I don't know, I'm not a builder, and I'm being told it costs this much. I don't know, can I get a se- well, you can of course get a second opinion, yeah. but. There's a lot of trust there and you can never go, well, I know to replace that wall will cost this. Yes. You can't just say, well, I have it here. I have a price tag here on how much it's done wall costs or whatever it is. It's all about, you know, it's neighbor. Oh, but you've got a pipe. Oh, but yeah. you got this. And to me, my experience of stuff happening in my house and, and stuff is it's all about keeping it a bit mythical. Yes. And asymmetrical and a bit out of your 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 reach so that you never can go that should not have cost that much it should have cost a thousand less or a hundred less whatever and you don't really ever have a leg to stand on because no builder is going to go yes we uh, we all agree that this is how much it costs because everyone that's kind of how it works yeah and yeah. and and that's not me knocking it i mean you know knocking an industry that it's just like the big thing I always find once we got a house was it's so important. Do you have a good builder to yes. say, do you have someone you trust yeah. who won't take the piss? Yep. Yep. And that seems to be a real, of a certain age that we are, uh, a thing that, that happens. And it's a world around that yep. information. Like, it's all about information. I want to trust that you're not bullshitting yeah. me and checking my oil and charging me 30 quid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, she was charged 30 quid. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm making that up. Yeah. Possibly. Wow. So Possibly. So the 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 I've got a really good friend who's a plumber. And I said, oh, okay, you know, how long does it take to learn and all that? We became mates after he'd qualified. And I said, oh, really? What's it like? You know, and he said, he said a lot of it is about sales. And a lot of it is, is about creating anxiety in the mind of the person. And I was like, what? And he goes, <laughs> so the next time, dear listener, that you're in a, in a room and you know, something's going wrong and y- you call somebody in, the first thing they're going to do is look and they're going to make this noise. <sighs> they're going to make that noise, right? And you're going to and you're going to go, <gasps> you know, and you're going to be like, oh my God, this, you know, oh, it's all going to from falling down and whatever. You go, <sighs> and then they're going to fold their arms and they're going to go, who did this? <laughs> and you're gonna go, uh, Patty, make a Joe, Bob, and uh, Jane, and and then um, they're 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 gonna go. Okay, well, um, I I can fix this for you. So they create an anxiety, and then they remove it. And you are so grateful that the anxiety has been removed that you will do what they want it's so funny because i noticed that because we we had a few things needed to be done over time and every time something was removed and something was discovered it's like god what what were they thinking yeah what were they thinking doing this and you're like 
not every other builder can be an absolute moron. <laughs> but it's, it's just obviously agreement. Like, yeah, we'll all slag each other. It doesn't matter because no one's going to be in the room. And chances are the homeowner won't have known the previous builder. So we can just slag that person. Mm-hmm. That's grand. Yeah. Um, I, and then, and the first time it happens, you're like, yeah, yeah, what cowboys did that? And when it keeps happening, you're like, hang on a second. Yeah, you see the pattern, right? Yeah. So it's part of the thing. They all learn it. And it's it's an interesting moment. Um, I think it, it, building in Ireland is moving from being like a very craft-based thing to an engineering-based thing. So it's okay. really interesting going out to a, uh, I've got a mate who's building a house at the moment. And, and um, it's really interesting going out and seeing that stuff because it's like, you know, in Germany, they'll agree to give you like a 90 degree wall. And in Ireland, no one will ever commit to like producing a wall that's actually 90 degrees. Okay. <laughs> if you think about that for a second, you go, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. You won't give me a house? It's like an actual cube? And it's like, no, we will. Oh, yeah. no, that'll yeah. cost you. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> so your, your car anyway has this problem. And the problem is that the person selling it to you. So this this works for anything, right? You yeah. want to you want to you want to pay the least. The guy wants to, you to pay the most. He knows a lot more about the car than you do, right? Mm. If if there's let's imagine there's ten cars, ten Ford Mustangs that I wish to purchase to solve my my um, uh, rapidly Damn. diminishing uh, <laughs> ego, because uh, I have my midlife crisis happening. Um, what what what? How can I assess the quality of these things, mm. right? And the answer is like a priori, I kind of can't. Actually, I don't know much about cars. Yeah. Um, like I don't like I don't know much about plumbing. I don't know much about anything, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. I kind of wander around the world going, "That's really interesting," and people are like, "It's on fire! Please, please step away!" I'm like, oh, "Look at the flames!" Like that's literally half my life. They're a different color than normal. What's that? <laughs> Just you're on fire now, sir. Step back. That's that's genuinely my life. So so um, uh, with the cars, you can't assess the quality. So what you should do, what you should do. You should think they're all crap. Yeah. The only thing you can do is mark them down to their lowest probability. So, so they're all crap. They're all bad cars. And in America, in the 50s, bad cars were called yeah. lemons. It's a oh. lemon car. So it's, oh, they're, it's, not, it's not a good car. That's a lemon. Yeah. Mm. And so what, what should happen, that, that if, the, if every buyer thinks that the cars are crap and will only pay a certain price, mm. well, then the sellers of really good cars will not sell their cars. Because they're like, oh, I know this car is worth two grand, but everyone's only willing to pay a thousand, so I'm just going to hang on to the car. Yeah. So what happens? Only the bad cars get put out for sale. Okay. So the market for lemons is self-perpetuating because everyone believing this yeah. constructs a situation where only second-hand cars are bad. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you believing that something's going to be a lemon... You choose a, a lower price. Mm-hmm. They know. They know. Some of them know that their cars are crap and are like, "This thing is totally worth five hundred. If I get a thousand for it, sweet." Yeah. But the person who's got two thousand dollars worth of a car is like, "Oh no, no, I'm definitely not gonna put that out." Mm. And so, thus, the whole system perpetuates. Okay. There's another problem which is very close to it called the L for all bar problem. There's a bar in Santa Fe called the L for all, and all the professors from the Santa Fe Institute go there to get get inebriated and uh, I was going to say locked but I don't think that's what you do if you're in Santa Fe New Mexico but anyway um, the problem is it's really small so if you all if everyone thinks that the bar is going to be packed they don't go okay yeah and so the bar is empty yeah yeah and if everyone thinks the bar is going to be empty they all go and so the bar is stuffed right so it's a different different type but it's the same issue which is that not everyone knows a lot about the problems 
So in the second-hand car market, what they did was they realized that what we need to do is rate the cars. We need to actually say, no, no, we've gone through 12 different checks. We have a comprehensive checklist and all this kind of stuff, right? Mm. And they make a point about saying, well, no, actually, look, this car, these cars are really good. And I've been here for, I've been trading for 50 years. You yeah. know, you can believe me. And they, they always personalize it. It's always John Hogan cars or whatever, right? Or it's never like, um, you know, Johnny McFly by night. It's, never, it's always a person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and there's a reason for that because you want to trust people. And yeah. people will go back to the person that sold them the car and they'll bring them back the car and they'll take that car. You know? Yeah, no, I notice yeah. that car dealerships tend to be, yeah. It's always trust. Or, yeah. It's all trust. And, and that's really important because I can trust that you're going to minimize the asymmetric information for me. Yeah. Because I will come back next time. But if we just meet like on the side of a street because I found you on the internet. Yeah. Then that trust not there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, in take another example, Uber. Right, so when you go, you 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 go and uh, 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 rent an Uber. Mm-hmm. The first thing you see is how far and how away your thing is going to be, so that calms you down. You the asymmetric information about how long do I have to wait that goes away. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you see is a picture of your driver. Right, so you, they you, they they know who you are. You know who they are. Yeah. You have a rating system for them, so that calms you down too. Right, mm-hmm. so you're like you feel safer. Mm-hmm. You're not actually in practice safer at all, mm-hmm. but. Um, because bad people drive, you know, the same proportion of bad people drive taxis as, as Ubers. But whatever, it's it's uh, it's a really interesting thing. Mm-hmm. That, that's what you're trying to do. So now that's, so we've done our, our, our washing machine, oh, fucking dryer. We've done the car. <laughs> fridge. Fridge. <laughs> Houses. You want to choose a house. How do you choose a house? Oh, God. You just uh, bought a house. Well, six, nearly seven years. So ago. didn't you didn't just buy a house? You bought a house seven years ago. Seven years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So great time to buy a house. It really, really good time. So it's yeah. twenty twenty as we record this. So that was a really, really good time to buy a house. Yes. Yeah. Everyone hates us. Yeah. 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 Do you live in like a dare manor or something? Like, <laughs> like you could have bought that for like three bob. You know. Pretty pretty much. Twenty thirteen. Just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. a slight downgrade from a dare manor. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. I mean, we were un- unusual. We're a house. Um, Basically, somebody's friend nearly bought it. Then we looked it up and it had been on the market for a while and no one had bought it for some reason and we ended up getting it. Okay. Um, But there was a very funny moment where, as I said, we weren't particularly looking to buy and then this place came up, which was very lovely. And we were in a bidding war then and it was all a bit ugly and stressful. Yeah. And... Uh, Jenny came home one day with a, we were renting at the time in town and, and Jenny came home one day with, with a list of other houses in a similar kind of bracket and uh, in, around the areas and that and she's going through them with me and I, I am ashamed I sat there like a pouting child and I said Jenny I don't want to buy a house mm. I want to buy that house <laughs> otherwise <laughs> let's rent that's the house I want to buy. Otherwise, screw it. And so, okay. and I was a bit pig-headed. Oh, you know, the universe, we got it. No, we, we got it because things, it worked out. It okay. worked out. So we were very lucky. And you threatened the other people, didn't you? Yes. We, yeah. we tracked them down, yeah. ran them out of town. Baseball bats. <laughs> showed up in a Mustang. <laughs> threw a dryer at them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Is I suppose we're not a typical story. And most of my friends and family hate us. Yes. So, but how do you buy a house? Yeah, I suppose you go look and you go on to various websites, papers, talk to people, you know, in property, all that kind of stuff. Pick a location. 
Okay, that too. Stare yeah. at the thing. Yeah. Go, I'd like to live in Limerick as opposed to Dubai, right? I'd like to live there. Mm. And then you say, well, what kind of house can you afford? And this is the bit where, where it's different. Right, so with the with the with the with the with the uh, with the white good, you went. Well, this is what I'd like. I'd, you know, I think I should probably spend about two hundred quid or something mm. like this. And with the car, you're like, I just want to not get ripped off. It's a totally different feeling. One is like, well, I just want the thing to work. Yeah. I don't really care if it's white or blue or black. Do you know? Yeah. You know, oh, it's eggshell colored. Look, whatever. Just try the feckin' clothes. You know, you don't. Re- you're not into it. Yeah. Um, uh, or I'm assuming you're not. Maybe people have preferences about their drivers, but. With the car, it's it's far more public expression of you. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, flames coming off the back. Yeah, on the side of wings. There's Stephen Gitzel in his Mustang. You know, I noticed that he's had a... And when there's lights underneath. Oh, it. yeah, the lights underneath. I noticed he got the spoiler on the Batmobile kit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There it goes, Stephen. Yeah, there, there it goes. Now I noticed he put the Knight Rider thing across the front. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that crisis is going on too long. I think he just likes cars. Yeah. Anyway, the 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 uh, the with the car, you know, it's far more public. It's much more of an expression. And again, you do not want, certainly as a man, you don't want to kind of show up and be like somebody goes, "Oh, Steve, I see you bought this Mustang thing. Uh, how much did you pay for it?" And you go, "I paid fifty thousand euros for this." And they go, "Okay." You know, you because then I go. Oh God! You know, you, you want to say, look, I, you know, I got a reasonable deal, and it was, you know, and I haggled for it because, of course, you haggle for you a haggled, car. You yeah. don't, you know, you haggle for the car, and you got a reasonable deal, and I feel like, you know, then you just you, you will list off the things that you have, the, the pieces of data that you have chosen to justify your decision. It has X thousand miles. It has an extra, you know, fl- flugel binder, and the flux capacitor in this thing is absolutely the bomb. You really know and, your cars. And re- they just changed the, they just changed the, the tires. There are now five wheels on this car, whatever, right? <laughs> All this crap. And these are irrelevant, right? Yeah. What matters really is how, how long has somebody been driving it? How hard have they been driving it? And is it a re- reputable mark or not? That's all. Mm-hmm. And, um, has it been in any accidents? That's all you need to ask. And then, you know, and then many people will actually buy the car on the basis of its color. Yeah. It turns out that's why everywhere you drive, like there are no purple cars here. I'd love a purple Why car. are there no like taupe cars or orange cars? They're all blue. Mm. You know, why did you buy? Everyone buys a blue car or a black car. Well, I've had a silver car. And silver cars. Hate, yeah. Because I can't find it when I go out into this car park it's like every car is silver yeah 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 so well I can't find it eventually you know what I mean is um, and it kind of gets dinged a lot because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. invisible yeah you know? so anyway I would love an orange car and a tote car or a purple car if anyone wants to buy me one one covered completely in fur like that yeah. film what was the film <laughs> Dumb and Dumber yeah 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 <laughs> I want the whole thing covered in fur so <laughs> so the, the, the difference between the car and the and, and the dryer is is information and how, how you, you feel about it you're trying to minimize both times with the house. The house is almost the one thing where you try your level best to pay the most for it. Mm. You go, how much can we afford? And you go, we can afford 400 grand. I guarantee you that's not what you're paying for that. You're going to pay 450, right? And it's like, why are you paying that? It doesn't make any sense. You can't afford it. You go, yeah, but, and you list a list of things which are total nonsense oh bob's gonna get promoted and well jane's gonna save on things and we've decided not to eat and you know all this kind of stuff you just you just constantly will give yourself reasons yeah. and you tell yourself this and you want what you want to do is express a certain psych- psychological fragility but you do it through this this box 
And again, like the car, you don't know how good or bad this house actually is. Mm-hmm. If it's a brand new house, you've got a problem because if anything breaks, it's broken. If it's an old house, everything's probably going to be broken, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you're going to be sitting there looking at some tradesmen who's like, who you know, did who, did, who did this? He's long dead. This is a 200-year-old house. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, um, it turns out that the walls are made entirely of mud and do- wattle, you know. <laughs> 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 this is. I noticed that my house is made of straw and mud. And the pigs I, were bad. How is this thing got a PER rating, lads? What's going on? You know. And so again, a bit like the car thing. We 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 have quantity surveyors and architects and people who know about this stuff and engineers to come in and go yes this house is not in fact made of straw right and that's fine and then you also have a you also have a bond situation and what's interesting about it in ireland when you buy the house from the papers exchange that's it you're done yeah like if the if if, if the papers exchange and the next day the roof falls in it's on you yeah in denmark that you have to pay for anything that breaks in the house for two years after what? you sell the house. Two years. Two years. So two years later, you're like, hey, you remember me? You're like, yes, I remember you. The house, the roof has fallen in. So it means that when you buy a house, it is correct. Like they like they spend a lot more time getting the house ready for sale because it has to be tip top. And nobody is going, and also the, the person who will often end up paying will be the quantity surveyor or the person who, oh, who signed okay off and said it's yeah. actually a fine house. Okay. And so what you actually get far fewer of these kind of repair situations. So it's weird. So when you go in and try to buy things, uh, a lot of the time the information is not at your disposal. Before the 2011 crisis, um, uh, 2007 crisis, what happened to 2011? There was another crisis actually, uh, sovereign debt crisis. Uh, when you sold a house, I, I as somebody who doesn't know you, would not know how much you bought or sold a house for. Yeah. And now we have a property price register where every solicitor is obliged when they convey a house to actually, when they execute the papers on the house, they actually have to say, well, Steve sold and his house for 400000 or something. Mm-hmm. And that number goes on a website with your address. So you can literally see the property price register.ie or something. You can wow. literally see, I can probably see how much you pay for your house, right? Okay. Um, um, and uh, that's great because that massively reduces the power of people who buy and sell houses all the time, huh. right? Because okay. now we see what prices were actually paid. Now, what they wanted, mm. another really important point, when you see a price, there are, only, there are really three prices in life. There's the bid, there's the offer, and then there's the sale price. So you bid me 600,000 for the house mm-hmm. and I will offer you 200,000. Mm-hmm. Neither of which are going to be accepted. Yeah. And we we actually sell at 4. Mm. Yeah, now that's a pretty wild price variation. I was just you, thinking. You get the idea. You're like, who walks in there goes, I'll give you 200 grand for this house. And you're like, I'm actually going to assault you now. You know, like, I mean, right. But we, the, the point is, whenever you see those things, like you go on um, one of the property price um websites mm. and you say what you're looking at there is what they wish to bid yeah. they wish you to bid for this or they wish to you know and it's like okay you can do that or you cannot but treating is like well i must buy this house for like no 
No, you go into an auction process. So you went to you were, you actually had a bidding thing. We had a bidding war, yeah. Yeah, where you like tried to establish the price and you weren't really sure. It's awful. You know, oh, it's an awful process, right? But it's great for the seller. Oh, I know. Like yeah. we, we we since became friends with uh, the auctioneer. She actually lives. She was our our neighbor. She is now our neighbor. Okay. And uh, she said, "Oh, the office is." was all excited. <laughs> it's like, well, we were having horrible sleepless nights and going mad. They were having a great time. Of course they were. Because it's a blood sport and it's exciting and you know, you know, oh, we've been 250, oh, we've been 251 and it's like, oh my God. You know, and there's gazumping and all that and it's, it's any kind of price establishment or price uh, formation process is fascinating to see. Mm. Like, um, uh, uh, cattle marts, really interesting to see how the price of cattle is 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 established like that's human behavior in action how do you decide how much something is worth a cup of tea or whatever right Mm -hmm. you don't know but you come through this rough social process and you kind of get it the more information you have about the inputs yeah and the eventual outputs the better you are able to gauge an acceptable price yeah and that's good for everybody except the middlemen in the system the middlemen in the system in in like the, the 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 surgeon Right. Yeah. Um, like, the, like in America, the healthcare costs are incredibly opaque. It's very hard to figure out like how much eyeglasses cost. Right. You know, like they just won't tell you. You know, but it's actually quite easy here in the NHS. The prices are all totally suppressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the state has a really, really good um, incentive to keep the prices low because it's giant. It can negotiate uh, for every kind of drug, so it really, really keeps the prices low. And you, as a taxpayer, want them to keep the prices low mm. but you also don't actually want to pay anything when you rock up yeah you yeah, know? yeah so it's really interesting it, like every time you see something like this this kind of behavior you go all right well what what should i do how should i think about these things um all you have to do is take that behavior don't understand economics at all all you do is take that behavior and just move it to a completely different place and see is it still true you okay. know so imagine like robinson crusoe like he's on his island with his coconuts you know and he's like i bid you this makes no sense right the co- like he's nobody to bid against mm. yeah or um move it to uh Ro- the roman empire mm. did the pricing system work absolutely in fact they had auctions right and yeah so it works perfectly so sometimes in different institutional setups like if you've got some lad on his own with some coconuts doesn't make any sense yeah if you you know in our modern system probably makes a lot of sense that, that even the interim prices that you you filled yeah. go onto the website so we yeah. can see how quickly you converge um auctions are amazing they're amazing because they tell you so much about human behavior yes you see how much you really want it's all about you know how, how much you willing to buy that yeah, i'm not really bothered and you see how much you're willing to pay yes right of course. and it's that's the reality of the reality of the system as not as it perceives itself or as its PR person would like it, but how it actually really is. And there's a power in understanding that, you know, and it's, yeah. it's, it can be really good. It'd be good, good for the taxpayer. So mobile phone auctions, for example, uh, you know, they make a lot of money for the taxpayer, the mobile phone spectrum. Okay. You know, the, um, um, they can be the subject of uh, several tribunals uh, if you get it wrong, uh, as we yeah. have heard in the past. But um, yeah, in, in general, those are... Any, any mechanism to find out more information is uh, yeah, best. And, and speaking of, because I remember, like, we, we will have to, to wrap up shortly, but mm. I, I know we talked about, and something we will keep coming back to, is the idea of shit that doesn't make sense. Yes. And, like, so, kind of arbitrary numbers in that. Um, like, I'll, I'll quickly refer to one thing that was, that to me, I was in Dublin in 2008, and to me, it was, it was just as everything was about yeah. to to go asunder yeah. but I was in some hipster cafe and they were selling 
homemade beans on toast for like 15 euro. And it was like, this is ludicrous. <laughs> the world has gone mad. And sure enough, it did. It the did. world fell apart. Yeah. But on a more kind of general, personal, everybody who owns a car has to deal with this, Cartax. Yeah, Cartax. The hell. Yeah, so Cartax. So I, I came across this really, really strange thing, um, which which made no sense to me. Yeah. So uh, I, I, my mum, I taxed my mum's car. Yeah. Um, and uh, one year uh, the car crashed. So we had to get another car. So we did. And uh, that was grand. And ever since then, she's been paranoid about paying too much motor tax. So the problem is that you can pay for like three months, six months or a year. Yeah. And you would imagine that to pay for three months would be just one quarter of... 12 months. 12 months. It is not. In fact, it's actually a fair bit more. I think it's one euro 50 extra per month to not pay. Mm. Right? Now... This doesn't make any sense because you're paying electronically. Everyone's paying, or almost everyone is paying electronically now. In the past, it made sense because there was obviously administrative cost. You know, mm. you had to physically go, somebody had to process a bit of paper and all this. That doesn't happen anymore. Most people pay online. But the, the, but the, the pricing difference remains. And what it, like if, if you're the kind of person who only buys three months worth of uh, motor tax, is it because it's either because you're like my mom and you're just a bit paranoid about paying too much. Yeah. Or... You're the kind of person who doesn't have it. Yeah. So you're somebody who already doesn't have much money. And now you're paying proportionally more for your motor tax than I do just because I happen to have enough money to pay for it for a year. Right? Yeah. And that doesn't make any sense to me. And Not today. Right? Yeah. We've got an artifact of a really old system. Yeah. Mm. But like in some sense is entirely vestigial. Right, yeah. this kind of paper processing thing—it's all done online. Yeah, almost all of it. I'm sure there are still play people who pay, but that's going away, and eventually mm. everyone's going to pay online, right? And and will the pricing differential still be there? Mm. Like this is the state. It doesn't need the cash. It doesn't need your extra thirty euros. Like yeah, you know, it, it, why is that? And I I think if you just go through this, go through just the state and go through like why does any of this make sense? Yeah, like, like I would love top twenty things. Top twenty things of that shit makes no sense, yeah. and we can go through it. I actually think, you know, a reasonable uh, political platform is I will eliminate ten of these stupid, feckin' things, <laughs> lads. I'll make it better for everyone because actually, actually. The structure of our society militates against poor people in all kinds of weird ways. Mm. Not necessarily because there's some like Illuminati up there designing life and making it harder, but just because it's just harder when you have to pay smaller amounts all the time. Yeah. And it certainly was back in the day, but now it's not. Yeah. Like if you could eliminate 10 of those things that are just dumb. Yeah. Like that would be so much better for people and it would be just be, like life would just be better. Well, I yeah. I think it is interesting, and, and it's a point we, we shall finish up on. I think we're going to come back. Let's let's look at these yeah. things. Like, and this to me is like an example, without having a huge ramification as everyone. Um, my granddad was uh, in the army, and uh, he he noticed uh, whenever they let's say at a ceremony they'd shoot a cannon, there was always a man standing like a hundred yards behind the cannon, and he was like, "Why? What's that guy doing there?" And he went back to a previous manual, man standing behind the cannon. And, and anyway, he ended up going back about 100 years mm -hmm. in manuals and found the man was standing there to hold the horses 
so they wouldn't bolt <laughs> when the cannon was shot. And, you know, 100 years later, he's still standing there. There's no horses, oh my God. but he's still standing there because that's where he's going That's where you go. And to me, the shit that doesn't make sense is the residual stuff that we just don't need and the man won't mind not standing 100 no. yards behind you know no no, no, no. no no one gets damaged if we just update the manual and the position of the people that's right yeah that's right so on that point shall we shall we bid adieu we shall well listen thank you again for talking stuff my pleasure and thanks a million and thanks again to the Limerick Post for the support and we you have been listening to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff a Limerick Post podcast produced by Kean Reinhardt theme tune composed and performed by David Blake Follow Stephen Kinsler on Twitter at Stephen Kinsler. He's a Stephen with a PH. Anne Blake at Anne Blake78. She is an Anne with no E. And the Limerick Post at Limerick Post. If you have any questions, you can get to any of these Twitter accounts or follow the hashtag AnneSteveTalk. Talk.